name's Chad, and this is the debut episode of the absolutely brand new Chilling with Chad podcast. Usually right here, I probably ask for claps or whatever, you know, just to set the ambiance or whatever, but, you know, this is, uh, mm. so a little background on myself, uh, I've been doing the podcasting thing for, see, about eight, like seven or eight years, I used to be affiliated formerly with the moderately successful podcast, the uh, League of Extraordinary Assholes. Shout out to my brother Gene and Brian Dad. Shout out to Shaw. Shout out to A Rod. We did many episodes over there. But now I feel as it's time for me to spread my wings and venture on out on my own. Do my own thing for the time being. But I won't always be by myself, let's just say that. Uh, I'm, I plan on having other people guest hosts on the show with me from time to time. Like the, the few people I just mentioned, probably try to get some of them. Uh, other people throughout the crazy world of Chadwick in my life. Uh, like probably a lot of online and definitely offline friends will probably stop by and entertain us on this uh, glorious show. Yeah, so that was my intro. So uh, today, well, it's not today anymore. It's actually January 12th, but January 11th is my actual birthday. Happy birthday to me. I just turned 34, and uh, 34 is uh, weird. I feel like I'm at that age now where, like, I feel the oldness coming. Like, I'm still young enough to, like, I'm where I can still, like, feel like I still have those young moments in my life. But um, now I'm getting at the point where I'm, like, getting old and sore and achy every day. And getting up out of bed sometimes is a struggle to where I'm, do I really want to go through with this today? But then I have to remember, oh, yeah, all of these bills got to get paid. So, yeah. So, pull myself out of bed and uh, get on with my days. Yeah. And, uh, so, 33 was a. This is probably the point where the podcast is going to go down. 33 was a. Uh, very challenging year to say. Many of you that will listen to this do know that I, I was previously in a relationship. I say a relationship. Like I was married. I was married for three and a half years. And yeah, I say was because yeah, it's pretty much over now, but it's alright, don't feel sad for me, I'm living life, I'm doing my own thing, and trying to bitch wrong, all along through this crazy life, so, 
So this is on the post-production stage, <laughs> I guess I could say. Uh, somehow, right here is where I paused, and uh, at the next part of this, you'll hear when everything else went smoothly. So thank you for listening, and uh, I'll catch you again later. First thing I want to talk about today is uh, just letting people know more about myself. And, uh, so first and foremost, for anything, I am a super, super diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. Like I've been a Cowboys fan since I can, I can't even ever remember not being a Cowboys fan. That's how it's. Here. I'm 34 now, so I'd say vividly the first Cowboys game I can remember vividly was, and I like literally was uh, the Thanksgiving Day game of 1993, where uh, Leon Lett caused the Cowboys to lose to the Dolphins, and. I was visiting family in uh, in Bay City, Texas. Shout out to Bay City. At this time, I was I had I was I had to been about four or five years old at that time. I had never seen people so passionate about watching football, and I, that, ever since that day, it just I I've always been like cowboy. Like I like I literally saw. One of my relatives literally throw a piece of turkey across the room because he was so mad that Leon Leg cost his damn Cowboys a game. Like a piece of turkey. It was like a turkey leg. Like, man, that was probably one of the funniest things. I got to go into in-depth on that story one day. But to explain where my fandom comes from was that day. 1993, where I saw a relative so mad that the Cowboys lost that he tossed a turkey leg across the room. And that shows me the fan that I am today. I know I'm, I, I definitely have my moments where I get upset at the Cowboys. I mean, because, uh, yeah, somebody will say, oh, you're a Cowboys fan. The Cowboys suck. Uh, they haven't won anything since the 90s. Uh, yeah, okay, whatever. I don't care about that. I'm just going to be a fan of my team. And win, lose, or draw, I'm going to wear that blue and those stars. And I'm just going to rip my team to the fullest. I mean, I'm, I'm always down for shit talk. But 
like I got buddies that are Eagles fans, which is the number one of the number one enemies of the Cowboys. I have my best friend Brian, who's probably going to show up on one of these podcasts. His entire family, except him, is our uh, then. I can't say the the old R word no more because that's not right. The Washington football team, they are completely diehard. The rest of his family, like his his mother, his father, and his brothers, are all Washington football team fans. He is the only one in that family that is a Cowboys fan. I don't know how he survived through life. That's my brother. I love him. I don't know how he did that with the whole entire family. Being a rival team fan, and you have to sit through that. Like, this is funny. Like, like their house, like they have a, a room in their house. So like, it's a little. Uh, I guess you could call it like a a sports memorabilia room where we like watch like all kinds of different sports. And it's like Washington everywhere, like everywhere helmets, jerseys, signs, like. I could not grow up being a Cowboys fan in a family that was majority of Washington fans. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. But no power to my brother that he's made it all the way through this long. So, let's see, what other teams? Oh, man, we got all kinds of fans of teams here in my Waco that I'm arguing with. Uh, so, matter of fact, this weekend, Coming up, Cowboys went to the playoffs and playing against San Francisco 49ers. Uh, my stepfather is a major San Francisco 49ers fan. One of my good friends, Shanae, who will probably pop up on this podcast, is a major 49ers fan. Uh, let's see, I got all kinds of scattered family members that I I said one of my other good friends, Mikey, he's a San Francisco fan. So it's the the concept of finding a team and then sticking with your team and then having to butt heads with like relatives and loved ones over the the battle of your team against their team. Sometimes it's fun. It's it's very fun. But other times it's Annoying because, like, yeah, you really get like tense, tensed up, and sometimes in some of these like rivalry games. And uh, but at the end of the day, I'm still gonna be number one Cowboys fan. I'm looking at my Cowboys hat right now that I wear all the time. I got that's another thing, I might as well. Start talking about too. I am a collector of hats. Like I will wear. I won't wear no rival team hat though. That's 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 out the window. But any other team, like if it's a team hat, new era or any kind of, I, I also like retro hats. So like retro team logos and stuff like that. Like I will. I'll buy that hat in the moment. I think I got about. Mm, Let's see, off the top of my head, I think I got about 30 different team hats of all, like, sports and genres, 
like I'm looking at what my, my Scarface hat right now that has Scarface that I wore to an 80s party a couple years back. And I found that hat. I was like, oh. uh, also, other than the Cowboys, uh, Dallas Mavericks fan, Go Luka, uh, Texas Rangers fan. Kansas Jayhawks in college basketball. It's been one of my favorite teams since, oh man, since like the mid, I think the mid 90s is when I, I just, one day I just, uh, watching, uh, NCAA basketball on CBS as a kid and, uh, Kansas had this, uh, center. His name was Ray LaFrance. I can still remember his name. Rafe LaFrance, and he was like one of my favorite basketball players when I was a kid. I watched him from college, you know, all the way to the NBA. As a matter of fact, he even played a couple seasons for Dallas Mavericks, so that was cool. Uh, but yeah, Rafe LaFrance was uh, my inspiration on becoming a Kansas Jayhawk fan for basketball. Uh, College football, all about Texas Longhorn. You see me anywhere, that's probably, you see, either I'm wearing something with the Mavericks, something with the Cowboys, or I got on my Texas, uh, my Texas burnt orange. That's, that's probably the main three, like, teams you'll see me wearing. If you ever run out on me on the street, I, I gotta wear my Texas and them. That puts me at a disadvantage here in Waco. If you don't know, Waco is home of Baylor University and Baylor Bears. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I usually like to poke fun at Baylor because for the majority of my life, they've been like one of the punching bags of the Big 12. That's the division that Texas is in. Also, I think, yeah, Kansas is in the Big 12 as well, but I don't know, I don't know how it got to where I was a Kansas basketball fan, but always was a Texas football fan. I don't know where that, I don't know how that happened, but it's just, anyway, Baylor, it, uh, I can't escape Baylor. I really can't. My job is at, it's, at Baylor, and that's that's how it is. Like, I can't, I can't wear my Texas gear around there because it's like, oh my God, you're wearing Texas gear, and this is Baylor town. This is this, this is Baylor country. I don't, I don't know. I want to go on a whole other tangent about Baylor and the people. I do love some of these Baylor people, but. Some of these other folks around here, oh my god, I just, very entitled. Waco in general is entitled. And I blame Chip and Joanna Gaines for the entitlement of Waco. Well, okay, I'm gonna put them on, let me put them 1A and 1B. Baylor kids and Baylor, some Baylor alumni, I'm gonna put them at 1A. But 1B? 
is the Magnolia people and the people that only come to Waco because they're trying to follow around Magnolia and chip and join the game. Oh my god. They have turned Waco unrecognizable. I don't even know this place anymore. Like once you get to a certain part of Waco, it's like a it's I can't I don't recognize it anymore. It's not the Waco I grew up in. It's not the Waco I love. Just a bunch of tourists. Oh man, strange weird people. People that can't drive. Like. People that don't read, like, I, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in downtown Waco where I know somebody that I, I know you're a tourist because, one, we have a lot of one-way streets downtown. And if I see you trying to turn to go down the street on a one-way that's full of cars going one way, but, yeah, you're trying to turn and go down the street that's full of cars, like, I, I, I just, I, I can't stand tourists. If you if you ever come to Waco and you're a tourist and you come for the simple fact that you want to go to Magnolia, I'm probably not going to like you. I'm just being honest. I'm not going to like you. I'm not going to like anything about you. I, I don't even want to get to know you because you've already, the people before you have already given me a bad taste in my mouth. And, and I apologize to you because I'm not a hateful person. I'm a loving person. I love everybody. But some of you tourists, you piss me off. You get on my nerves. I can't stay. That's all I have to say about it. Moving on. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't have any kids. Uh, I'm technically still married, but that's another story for me. I have lots of nieces and nephews. Let's talk about that. I do plan on having one of my nephews uh, do an intro for the show. My nephew is uh, crazy. And he's hilarious. And that um, not to tell too much of my life story, but my nephew pretty much is being raised now as basically like a, 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 a younger brother. Like picture, okay, think about, okay, so you're about 20 years old, and then all of a sudden you got to see your mama start over raising a, a whole nother child again. Like, hey, you weren't expecting it, so and that's that's kind of what kind of the boat my nephew's in. He he's my nephew, but he acts like more like he's my little brother. And, uh, he's he's very funny. I, I will give him. That. He's very funny. He's a knucklehead, but I love him. And I'm pretty sure you'll hear lots of stories about this guy coming up in the next few weeks or however long this podcast will last. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, I talked about my 
previous uh, podcast iterations, the leaguers, shout out to the leaguers, which that podcast spun off from another podcast, which spun off from another podcast. So uh, I got a I got a, a bunch of podcast friends and family out here that I've been following for years and years that kind of shaped and molded the guy you know today or you, that you're getting to know today. Uh, shout out to those guys. Billings never sleep, uh, which kind of has its own offshoot podcast now cinema villains shout out to shaggy and jose and shout out to shane and doma and and my boy uh jay uh also three black geeks my boy d shaw and chris and dj sue they took taking their podcast, you know, but they they started the three black eats, and then they just kind of just branched out into all kinds of damn podcasts. Man, like those guys are successful, and I feel like privileged to be like one of those one of the people that were on the ground floor of fandom. Like, man, so proud of those dudes, man. They, they getting it in. Then also, I, I gotta say, like the first, like, so I don't know if y'all are whoever listens. I don't know if y'all know this, but there's a a small internet community that I used to be affiliated. Well, I say used to be. I, I still am. Like, I'm not as active in that community anymore as I used to be, but it was all started uh, by these content creators, uh, My Way Entertainment. Uh, <clears throat> uh, with the brother Nas and his whole crew out in Chicago that they made classic classic internet videos. They are the people who made the the, the Juggernaut Bitch video that's been stolen and people tried to recreate and rip off all these years. And they are the original people who made that video. Like literally literally Randy's voice is the Juggernaut Bench video because of how he portrayed their role. And it's, man, it's still funny as hell. Most guys are still funny. They're still going on strong. Like, almost, it's almost 20 years in the game. They've been dropping videos and whatnot. But that's how I, that's how I got started in pretty much, like, after... Let's see, I'm going to take you people back. Let's see. So, I'm at the age where, like, I, I was at the, I was in the middle of, like, when the internet started booming in the mid-2000s. Like, 
before, like, I remember back when we only had, like, like Instant Messenger, and this was, like, pre-Facebook and MySpace. So you only had Instant Messenger to talk to your friends and meet people, and you had different chat rooms and stuff like that where you would jump in there and see a couple people couple days in a row, and hey, shit, all of a sudden, you're friends now, y'all. Instant message and talk to each other, and say, hey, so. So, MySpace and Facebook come out and change the game with the internet visibility, I guess you could say. uh, You're able to, oh, Find your friends more easily now. Oh, they got their own Facebook or MySpace page. Oh, grandmas and aunties and everybody else, long distant cousins. Like, you're able to talk to each other, like, right then and there um, through, like, Facebook and MySpace. So I was, like, right there at the ground level. I'm old enough to where I was right there when. All that stuff started started bubbling up. So then you had like other like offshoot sites or whatever. So then you get to like the stream, like when streaming and yeah, this is like the pre like the early days of streaming where you, one person will get on your camera and then you talk to other people and what I'm getting at is uh, that's how I came across the my way community there was an old uh, there was an old website called blog TV where it was basically like blogging what they call as vlogs now is basically what you did you got on your camera talk to people, you had a chat room, pretty much like, you know, like how people stream and do all that stuff today, that's, that's how it started back in the day. Uh, my way guys, I used to have, uh, I think it was Wednesday nights, and uh, I was in my early 20s, and I still just doing goofy shit in my life, I wasn't fully fully into adulthood yet so I will find myself in these uh, live shows and talking to people and meeting people and I guess we pretty much started our own community used to have a a website where we could make profiles and chat on uh, back in the day, uh, there used to be this website called Tiny Chat, and you could go on Tiny Chat, you could turn your camera on, and you have so many people on the screen, and there's so many people that you can't get on the screen, you're chatting in the chat box, well, good old days, good old days. So that's what, I don't know, that's what kind of pushed me into 
always wanted to find something in entertainment that I wanted to do. Like, uh, that's how I kind of got bit with the podcast bug. Even a little bit of, of a comedic bug, I kind of got, got bit with, uh, many people don't know that, like, uh, oh man, so, let's see. Sometime late last year, like, I don't know, uh, one of my, one of my buddies from work that also I've known for a long time since, like, high school days. We were just sitting at work one day, and I'm just being myself, being silly, telling stupid jokes and whatnot. And this man says, man, you know what? I think you should come to an open mic night and tell some of your jokes. And at first, I kind of resist. I'm like, ah, nobody's going to laugh at this. I'm just telling my little goofy jokes about life and marriage and all kind of stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, nobody's going to. But then more and more I thought about it, I'm like, well, maybe there might be something I'm interested in doing. So I did it one night. I went on stage. I totally bombed. I can say that convincingly. I totally bombed. Like it was, it was not good. I did not. I had a, a fun experience, but as far as being on that stage, uh, yeah, it's the, when, the, when I tell you, when, like how these people say, when that light hits you, and that can make or break you. I was definitely broke. I was broken. But I fought my way through it and I did. I feel like the audience, like they 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 laughed at me and they gave me respect. And it was it was an overall good experience. I wish I could have went back to do it more often. But I mean, we'll see. I think I just had to do it once just to get it out of my system, and, you know. But I've always been looking for that, because I always wanted to entertain people. That's always been one of my, one of my things in life. I, I always, I would make fun of myself at any expense just to get a laugh, just to put a smile on somebody's face, just to make somebody feel better, because that's just, I don't know. I always want to be an entertainer. I always want to entertain people in some kind of way. So, uh, which, which also, <coughs> excuse me, another one of my, oh, uh, another one of my favorite things in life. Now, I know y'all gonna make fun of me. But pro wrestling, that is something that has been with me since also in the early 90s one day, just sitting down on TV, flipping the channels, and I come across wrestling on TV. Um, And ever since that day, I was hooked. I was hooked on wrestling. Many people can tell you that, oh, man, yeah, Chad was a super wrestling. I still am. I still watch it occasionally. It's not as big as it was when I was a kid, but wrestling definitely was 
was one of my major vices growing up. My dad still tells me stories about all the time how when I was a kid and uh, I would be getting in trouble or whatever. Uh, he would tell me, he's oh, okay, you keep acting up. I'm going there, I'm going to get the phone. I'm going to call the undertaker. He's going to come see you. And man, when I heard that, I was living my, oh, don't, don't call him, daddy. Don't call him. I'm going to be out. I'm going to do right. I'm not. I'm not going to Man, the Undertaker had me so spooked as a kid. Just like a, a giant man who's supposedly dead. And you don't think that would scare a little kid? Well, that scared a little kid, wasn't it? But also, like, I was scared of him, but I could never stop watching him. Like, and. All kinds of like wrestling. I, I watch it all. Watch WWF, WCW, ECW. Like I, I can go on and on about wrestling. Matter of fact, I feel like I might end up even making a whole separate podcast about wrestling. Like talking about old school wrestling with one of my friends. That's been in the works too. So well, we might. We might see. Other than that, man, this is this is this is chilling with Chad, man. Like, like I said, yeah, I hope to get some more people on this show and just like I'm gonna hit record and we're just gonna start rolling, man. And uh, to the future guests, just be prepared. Also, I didn't do a lot of cussing this time around. But I do know that uh, sometimes it is going to get a little vulgar. So parents, if you listen to this, please don't listen to it with the kids. Because a lot of my friends don't have a filter. Sometimes I don't even have a filter. But I'm just going to say that please don't listen to this in front of your kids. Because I don't, I don't want to be blamed for them hearing or saying the most possible worst things ever. So, well, with that being said, I think we're going to end the show right here. And I'll catch y'all in the